All the balls. All the balls. All the balls. All the balls. Hey guys, welcome to episode two of our three-part series of our 2024 NRL season preview. Today we're going to be going over teams 11 to 6. If you missed teams 17 to 12, it'll be on our first episode. We're just going to jump straight right in today. Um, Caleb, we had a bit of deliberation about this. This, especially this 11 to 8, was super close. We've chopped and changed a bit, but I feel like as far as the 11 spot, we've got Manly. Manly is a lot. There's a lot riding on Turbo being healthy. If it, like, I just, I just don't know if you can count on that right now. Um, we'll we'll run through their team. This like we've gone with their full strength team. What we reckon they should have. <clears throat> we've got uh, Tommy Turbo at fullback. Obviously, he's one of the best players in the NRL when he's healthy. On the wings, we've got is it that Jackson Paulo? Yeah, yeah, Paulo and Jason Saab at the centers. We've got Pepsi Cola, Can of Cola, um, Ruben Garrick. Uh, we've got Luke Brooks and DC in halves, Mount Paseca and Gerbo in the front row, uh, obviously Croker at hooker, uh, Olukawatu and Schuster in the back row, Josh Aloe at lock, Gordon Chan Kum Tong, Sipley, Benjavojevic and Brown at, on the bench, uh, I will say, I think Bullymore will really be pushing for that 17 spot. It's a real toss-up between Brown and Bullymore. Brown has that experience. He was with Parra for all those years, attempting for those deep final runs. Obviously, they didn't. Whereas Bullymore's got a bit younger, got that tenacity. It'd be, it'd be a real interesting battle to see how they go. Obviously, this season rides on one man, on one man only, Mr. Thomas Trevojevic. You, We all know what happens when he's on. He's the best player in the world. Yeah. He's uh, just, at the moment, seems to be made of paper. Yeah, uh, I agree. One thing that is lucky is his last injury wasn't a uh, soft tissue injury. It was a peck. So, yeah, I think Bullymore will push into the 17. Nathan Brown's obviously a very good cover player to have. Obviously, he was playing at Para for a while. He's fell out of favour, but he... He is a very good backup player to me. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how Brooks gels with DCE. Brooks had a bit of a torrid run with Tigers. A lot of blame put onto him. A lot of it, I feel, was very unjust. We saw what he could do when he had a good run with him. It was half back of the year, not too long ago. I feel like having DCE there, who's just such a good game manager, will really open up Brooks's running game. I do think we'll have a really good bounce back year from Brooks, and I think he will gel super nice with Cherry, I do worry with Schuster's health issues. He burst onto the scene on that edge. He's such that such a good ball player. He was hitting those holes really nicely, opening it up for the wingers. Chucked him in the halves last year. Didn't really work out how they wanted it to. Um, from all accounts, his fitness is back up a bit. He just he seems to always have those niggling calf injuries. Hopefully... He can get them sorted, because I feel like him on an edge will really open up the team. Yeah, well, if you look at his career, obviously he um, started on the back row, and his best season was when he was working towards something, as in he really wanted 5-8. So like, I feel like he had his best season the year before 
obviously last year when he got the five eight spot and it just didn't go well. He has the ability. I just I, I do really think he's struggling to implement his ability and also put in the hard the high effort areas like as in defense especially he gets called out a lot. Um, I think that. Ben Chavojevic, if he starts playing well and puts pressure on Schuster's back row spot in the starting line, I think that is going to only benefit Schuster. Uh, I mean, like he obviously he wants to play for Manly. He if he has pressure put on him, I feel like he's going to perform better. Yeah, I I agree. Burbo and Schuster are such different players too, so it's an interesting dynamic there. You got Schuster who's Got that real nice touch. Doesn't necessarily hit those holes as hard, but can open up the space for DC, Brooks, Turbo on that edge. Whereas Burbo is just going to hit those super nice lines. He's more of that back row center build, not as much as the ball playing, but he's going to really hit those holes. I do think Schuster will find his feet again. I think he felt the pressure of being in the halves a bit, taking on that extra responsibility. He's still super young. Yeah, definitely. And we all know the potential he has. He's got origin potential if he can put it all together. We've just got to see whether or not he can put it together for a full season again. Yeah, see how it goes this year. Um, a few weeks ago, you would have thought out of the Manly manly camp that he was uh, on deathbed. Uh, he had chicken pox. He had another calf strain and a, a fractured finger or something. I mean... A lot of stuff just seems to happen to this kid. I just don't get what goes on. I don't remember anyone having chicken pox since... <laughs> my cousin at the back of my grandparents' house in the flat that they built in 2004, I'm going to say. <laughs> so, that's a new one. I respect him for trying to bring it back. Hopefully it doesn't stick. I mean, I didn't actually... I don't think I've ever met anyone who's had chicken pox. Um... But, you know, Schuster, he finds a way to to, uh, to surprise us. Um, oh, another one I want to talk about. Gordon Chan-Kum-Tong. He, uh, he's got a lot of potential at hooker. He's actually got, I think, a lot more upside than Croker. Croker's obviously a, like, a very consistent player. But I just think Chan-Kum-Tong is uh, attacking upsides a lot better. 100%. Croker's there. He's going to do his job. He's going to make his tackles. He's going to get the team around. He did have... I do feel like his form dropped a little bit last year. But I feel like Manly's form as a whole dropped a bit last year. So I'm not going to solely put the blame on him for that. But I do think it'll give Croker... It'll help Croker a lot not having to play in that 480. Have Gordon come in that 10 minutes before either... 10 minutes before halftime, 10 minutes after halftime. Have that 20-minute burst just to get them back on the front foot and get Croker do all the hard work in the middle and finish off the game. Yeah. Another one that's uh, got a big season ahead of him is uh, Olukawatu. He's now on about a $15 million contract over the next 50 years. So Per, per game, I must say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Obviously, he's going to be pushing for an origin spot this year. I mean, he is an absolutely incredible player when he's on. He just needs to be a bit more consistent. I think he was in the Origin squad last year, was he? Yeah, he was in the squad. He, in the squad. he, didn't, he, hasn't, pl- he hasn't debuted yet, nah. but he's, he's sniffing. Yeah, okay. Uh, DCE probably had his best season of his career last year, Origin and 
uh, club level. Obviously, they didn't obviously go into the finals, but him personally had a great season. Uh, be getting towards the end of the end of his career, I would say. So it'd be interesting to see what happens there. I dare say when his contract runs out, it might be the last time we see Cherry run out. Yeah. Obviously, he's playing incredible footy. At this stage, he can play till he's 40. But we'll see. Father time has never lost. Uh, what do you reckon about... I was just looking at their backs. So, I like Garrick at centre. I do like Garrick at centre. You see how good he plays in fullback. Yeah, I think he can be a little bit wasted on the wing. So, I think bring him in a bit more. Show off. He's, a, he's got a lot of attacking upside. Play Work on those ball skills a bit. I do. I dare say he'll be with Sa- on Saab's side. Yeah. From what I can gather, that's dangerous. That is very dangerous, especially considering how fast that man is. Well, All he needs is a little bit of open space, and you blinked, and he scored four tries and ran two hundred meters. I mean, you look at he got a haircut last year, and he had uh, speed speed symbols on the side of his head, and uh, Jesus Christ, I reckon he was going ten k's faster. Do we reckon if I got that exact same haircut? To put a bit more speed on me, or Mate, just... I reckon you'd break a fifteen-second hundred meter. I think I'd break my kneecap. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I think that's manly, really. Yeah, stay healthy. They definitely be pushing for that top eight spot, but it's a lot of a lot of pressure on a couple of key players to stay healthy all year round. Yep, I dare say they'll struggle a fair bit during Origin period, especially if Olakawatu picks up. That mm. you're losing both turbos, you're losing. DCE, you listen to Olakawatu. And, they're, I mean, with someone like Tommy Turbo, you're probably going to give him a bit of rest yeah. either side of the Origin game. So, yeah, we'll have to see how they go there. Obviously, they've got good backup fullback spots. I reckon Cola was absolutely insane there last year. He's definitely the fullback for the future, I dare say, when... Tommy Turbo decides to hang up the boots. Yeah. The next team we have on there is the Cowboys. Now, this is a bit controversial. A lot of people probably expecting them to break the top eight. There is literally probably 13 teams that could be in the top eight. You could tell me that 6 through 10 are all top eight teams, and I'd believe you. But there's just obviously not enough space to have everyone in. Yeah. It was... Especially this 8 through 10, 8 through 11, was really tough to decide for us. We chopped and changed about 35 times about where we think everyone will come. And yeah, I just think the Cow, they're a bit slow starters last year, slow starters the year before. Obviously, they picked it up. I just don't think they can afford that slow start. Yeah, obviously, if you run through their team, you just, like, they have the potential to just like break this season apart, but you just don't know what's going to happen. Last year was a sign that, well, obviously you see you see a lot of teams have a breakout season and then they have a season like they just did. It's like teams kind of figure them out. They're not that yeah. surprise packet team. We saw it with the Cowboys. We saw it with the Warriors this last year. They kind of jumped out of nowhere and surprised everyone and pushed for that top four. Yeah, all right. We'll run through their team list. We've got, obviously, Scotty Drinkwater at fullback, Kyle Felt and Valame on the wings, uh, Tao Lungi and Holmes in centres, uh, Tommy Dearden and Chad Townsend in the halves, Jordan McLean and Reuben Cotter at front row, Reese Robson in hooker, Jeremiah Nanai and Helam Lukey in the back row. Jason Tamalolo at lock, and the bench is Neem, Granville, Cohen Hess, and either McIntyre or Tanua Brown. What do you reckon about that team, mate? 
I think it's very good. It's insane. Like, like I think this is a big year for Townsend. Obviously, you got Jackie Clifford coming back from tearing up in the Super League for the last couple of years, so he'll be on his toes the whole year. Don't be surprised if halfway through the year they give Chatty the flick. Uh, I can see that happening, to be honest. Chatty Townsend, he, lo- he knows how to control the game, but at the same time, I believe that Dearden is going to be their halfback in future, so... And Clifford's still young. I don't know how old he is, but I know he's he's, he's he might be like twenty six or something. He's, he's in his twenties. He was super young coming into yeah. coming into first grade. He jumped to the Knights. Didn't really work. He's gone down. He's gone up to the Super League on the money, mate. Twenty six. Oh, look at that. Um, yeah. So there is no harm in in starting him a little bit earlier. Like he debuted seven years ago now. Jesus Christ. So, like, he's been around for ages. He had a really good stint in Super League, which a lot of these boys do. You look at your Jackson Hastings went to Super League. Absolutely killed it there. It's just, halves take time to develop. Not everyone can start at 18 and kill it from the get-go. You see a lot of young halves get thrown into the deep end too early or in a team that's struggling already, and it just stunts their growth. I mean, look at Tommy Dearden. Like, he's... Probably he's one of the best five eights, top three in the comp right now, and he couldn't even start at the Broncos. They didn't want him. Like Cowboys gave him a chance, he developed at his own pace, and now he's playing Origin. You know, so um, I think uh, Clifford will do well here. I do think Holmes needs to take another step again. He's been a bit he coasts a lot during the regular season. Mm. He obviously has his moments of brilliance, but if the Cowboys want to take a big run, he should get back to that elite level of centre he was a couple of years ago. I agree. Um, it's same the same thing with me with Jeremiah Nani. I I think I know he's young, but he's he is one of those people that I think coasts and he makes a lot of silly errors that young players do, uh, whether it be you know, a high a dangerous tackle. Or just like silly offloads. It's a big season for him. I do think so. Uh, Helam Lukey got a lot of potential. I think he's going to have a great year to be honest. He's got the perfect build for a whole running back row. I think he'll finish this year as the Cowboys best back rower. I agree. I do agree. He's got that big lanky build. He hits holes. He's athletic. I think he's a bit less prone to making those rash decisions. Yeah. That Nanai does. It's the type of player he is. He's not he's not that off the cuff player like Nanai. I mean, you're probably not gonna see Helen Lukey score bloody ten tries in a season off kicks, you know? Yeah. But you're gonna see Lukey probably score ten tries in a season by running a sick hole. Like he'll be hitting those holes really nice. Interesting to see if Peyton, don't know why I forgot his name there, <laughs> Chucks if he does give Talong Tallongi that first crack in the centres. He's talking. Tallongi's spoken about wanting to jump into the centres. I think this is the perfect year. They've got a gaping hole since now that Peter Hickley's left. Obviously, you've got Zach Labart who jumped in there during origin period last last year. He did a job. We've seen Valame jump in the centres. They've got that um, Vialea from the Warriors who can do a job. But it could be, you know, if Vialea, Vialea from the Warriors, if he breaks into the squad, you know, he probably could keep it, keep that spot in the back line if he performs well. He's got a lot of potential. Um, 
I absolutely love Talungi. I, I mean, that could be me because I'm biased as a Queenslander, but he comes up with some huge plays from wing. Yeah, he's one of those Queenslanders who coasts during the season and then the second they get to the origin period, decides he wants to be the best player in the world. And <laughs> What's your favourite player, mate? Your, your favourite type of player. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I, <laughs> I, I really love watching Tolungi backslam a front rower from scoring a try when <laughs> he's already over the line with the ball about to be put down, but um, that's a conversation for a different day. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, otherwise I'll never get out. Um, a couple of other players. I think, it's a, I think Cohen Hess had a good season last year. I still think it's a big season for him because they have so many like forwards coming up through the grades. Um, they've also got what's his name Finiaki. Finiaki, yeah. Yeah, he is a gun. I could see him sliding into that seventeenth in that spot and pushing out McIntyre and or Tanoa Brown. They probably could go for another bit more of an edge player. Yeah, they've got you know Hess and Neem, two big bodies already. Um. Yeah, do I reckon we, he could push in there. Do we see a world where Cotter moves to that more 80-minute lock and Lolo moves into that 50-minute front row? I can see it happening. I don't. I, I just don't know if Tamalolo is the kind of lock you want anymore. I just I is, feel like you need ball like better ball-playing skills to be a good lock right now. He's obviously, his body's a bit battered. He's had a couple of rough years with injury. We all know how good he can be when he's on. He's one of the most damaging runners I've ever seen in my life. But I I, I do think Cotter's the future there. Obviously, him and Dean got announced as co-captains. Yeah. Which is a good sign for them. I I could even see a world where they bring on Tamalolo as an impact player and have Hess start in the middle. I feel like Tamalolo could do with running that forwards who are a bit more tired and not so fresh and hungry to kill someone. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You could push... Cotter to lock, Hess to uh, the front row spot, Tamalolo on the bench. Having him and Neem come on, even having Neem that start. That is an insane... Having that forward rotation of McLean, Neem, Hess and Lolo could do some serious damage. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, Cotter has great ball playing for, for like, a front row. I mean, he's not really a front row. Well. Yeah, he can play a whole game. I mean, you saw him in... Game one, State of Origin. Sorry to bring it up again, mate, but uh, he played most of the game at centre. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he did not let anyone get past him. Um, yeah. I mean, he he was a hooker coming through the grades. So he can friggin' ball play, that's for sure. It'll be good to see, see if Robson can take that next step again. Obviously, blood into Origin last year. It'll be good, I think... Having Granville come on and give him a bit of a rest, I feel like at stages last year he got a bit fatigued. Yeah, He's such a good runner, you can't run all game. It's it's pretty obvious if you have a hooker like Reese Robson, like Damian Cook, Harry Grant, people that are hookers that are like electric, they want to run, they're gonna fight, pick their spots when your forwards are tired and um, capitalize on it. If they're playing eighty minutes. They are not going to do what they are good at as much as they should. They need a rest at least 20, like 20 minutes, I'd say. 60 minutes of Reese Robson when he knows he has a 20-minute break is 
way better than a full 80-minute Reese Robson. I think coaches should really use that 10 minutes either side of half yeah. time. If you have Robson come in, smash it for half hour, he has all that break, he has that 10 minutes leading into half time, that like 20 minutes of half time it is now, yeah. and that first 10 minutes back off, you jump, chuck him in that last half hour, he is as fresh as a bloody daisy. And he could really come home with that West Vale and get Cowboys over the line. There's a couple of games last year that they probably could have won. But, and considering how close the competition is, you need to take all the chances you have. 100%. And he's a, he's a huge attacking weapon if if he's fresh. I mean, like, if he's not just, like, out on his feet, just friggin' doing the damn thing, I reckon he's just going to absolutely... He's going to tear through the middle. You can just see it. He's, he he does really remind me of Harry Grant, to be honest. 100%. The one person we haven't spoken about yet is Mr. Drinkwater. Yeah. Can he take that next step and be that origin-level player that he's been promising for the last few years? I I think he, I think he can. I, I definitely think... I probably think he will. I absolutely love watching him play. He's, he's one of the most exciting players in the comp right now. He is their attack at stages. Yeah, I mean, what there was a some stat. I don't know the exact thing, but there was a stat that I'm pretty sure of the Cowboys' tries last year. He was like, like I think fifty percent of them he was involved in, which is insane. It could have even been more, but like, Drinkwater. When he like he is he orchestrates their attack. I mean, I mean he is absolutely he's electric. You can see him sweeping around the side on a back play, and he's going to throw the right pass almost every time. You saw last year, I think it was last year when they were versing Penrith. It was a uh, golden point, and he went for a field goal, got rushed up on, and he just like casually sliced the best defense in the comp shreds and scored instead so like he is amazing I, I do reckon he'll be pushing for a blues jumper players like that like drink water, they're such instinct players yeah. they're not gonna they obviously follow the structure but if they see something they're gonna go for it that's yeah. why he's so dangerous I don't think he knows what he's gonna do half the time Yeah, he can make a reaction split second I think he needs another big year I think him and Din they form a real nice combo in places last year I just, I don't know. I think the cows struggle with a bit of consistency. Yeah. When you have so many off-the-cuff instinct players on your side, it's not always going to work. They're going to have games that where it just doesn't work. It, I just, I don't know. If you told me they finished fourth, I could believe you. If you told me they were going to finish 12th, I believe you. It's just... Last year really showed me up. I had him in top four for last year, and, I mean, obviously everyone knows what happened there. Uh... What one thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, oh yeah, Valame. You used to play with him, didn't you, mate? I did play with Valame at the under 18s for the Shark. Ah, uh, Shark. He's up on the sunny coast here. Pretty good player, <laughs> big boy. I was on the outside of him in my heyday as the world's slowest winger. <laughs> I do wish he'd park me the ball so I could have got a try, but. That's okay, he's more than welcome to score eight tries a game. I'm not going to say anything because he terrifies me. <laughs> yeah. The uh, way he hits, I can hear it from my lounge room. That is, that's... With the TV off. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a... 
Uh, he's a good... I'm pretty sure he's cemented that spot on the wing there for them. He's just such a big body, and he's learning learning and getting better every game. Yeah, 100%. He can slide to the centres and do a job. He's just big body, fast, athletic. He's just... Yeah, the more he plays, the better he's going to get. He's still young. He's only 24, 25 still. Massive upside for him, I think. He's going to be a big year for their outside backs. they got a lot of pressure on all of them. Mm. I dare say Tulungi and Holmes are safe. Don't know where they'll play, but I think those other wing spots are out for grabs. Yeah, 100%. Felt big season for him. Obviously, he's a stalwart in that squad, but, you know, they've got that Valaya from the Warriors. He can push for that spot if Felt has a slump in form. I don't think he has a hold on that jersey anymore. I mean, obviously, he didn't have it last year. I dare say Toddy Payton's told everyone that no one's spot is safe. Yeah. I think they're, they're going to come out hard. Yeah. They have been notorious for starting a bit slow. But you, they, just, you just never know what, what they're going to do. I, I think I would, I'd be happy if Toddy Payton had said that because I do feel like a lot of the players in this team got complacent last year. They got... Uh, as some might say, a bit higher in their own supply. I think they got too much confidence. Yeah. And yeah. forgot about the process. Yeah. You don't just wake up and beat everyone in the comp. Yeah, hundred percent. We're gonna—they're a big wait and see kind of team. Yeah. They finished the year strong, but a lot of teams finished the year strong last year, and everyone's gonna be guns blazing. There's a lot of teams who underperformed last year who are there to prove a point. There's a lot of teams who surprised us last year who are there to prove that they're here to stay. I think they're going to have to win a lot of gritty games. Whether they can, wait and see. Yeah, uh, 100% agree. What, the next team we've got... Surprise packets of 2023. The New wow. Zealand Warriors. Um, up the Wars. Up the Wars. I've got to say, we jumped on that bandwagon magic round last year, mate. We were the biggest Warriors fans in the oh, world. It's insane. Out of all the games last year, I think the Warriors fans may have been the loudest. <laughs> I dare say that was because we're in the Warriors section, but that is a mute point. I don't want to hear it. I mean, we were we were pretty loud in that bloody in that section of the stadium, mate. We did find ourselves on the New Zealand Warriors Instagram story. Yeah, was from day one. It was beautiful <laughs> to see that semi final last year. Yeah. The what's the word? The intensity and the atmosphere at Warriors home games is second to none. It's so good to see them back at home. I feel like they rode that wave of emotion and momentum last year. One game away from a grand final. SJ's best year in 10 years. Sean's coming back. AFB being the best front rower in the comp or up there. It was just that perfect story. But can they back it up? We saw what happened with Cowboys last year, Para last year. Had that, took that next step and then kind of fell, to the, fell down a bit back to earth. Yeah, um, yeah. we'll run through their team list. We'll discuss them a little bit. We've got, obviously, Nickel Clockstad at fullback, Waitani Zelezniak. Oh, we've got all the initials here. We've got CNZ, DWZ, RTS. That's just the Warriors team in a nutshell. You can They've got they've all got nicknames. We've got uh, Waitani Zelezniak and Montoya in the wings. RTS making his comeback to the NRL, which excites the fuck out of me. I absolutely love that guy. And Rocco Berry in centre. 
Uh, 5-8 is an interesting one. We've got either Metcalf or Tamari Martin. That's obviously depending on their form leading into the first round. Sean Johnson at halfback. Fanua Blake and Mitch Barnett in the front row. Wade Egan at hooker. Capewell coming over from the Broncos. And Jackson Ford in the back row. Torhu Harris at lock. Walker, Afoa, Tafunga and Niakora on the bench. Alrighty, we'll just go over the person that everyone wants to hear us talk about. Return of RTS. Obviously left us the best fullback in the comp to go to Union. Realised that Union is nowhere near as fun to play as Rugby League. <laughs> Decided to come back. It'll be interesting to see how long he stays at the centres, if he stays at the centres. Obviously Webster's come out and said that Shant is the fullback, rightly so. Arguably his best year last year. Can they... Ride that momentum from last year and take that next step. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Their, they their core of SJ and Harris, kind of guiding that team around. They're both aging. Tohu Harris has more strapping tape than a chemist. I don't. I think he's got more strapping tape on his body than he has like anything body. else. Yeah, he is like all. All tape, no body. I think it goes point. tape, hair, skin. <laughs> in that order as well. Um, yeah. The fact that he can... He's a walking mummy, really. I the don't... The fact that he can still play at such a high level with all the niggling injuries he, is, he has is astounding. I. It actually made me think the other day, I don't know if I've ever seen him play without an injury. I'm kind of thinking... That it wasn't actually Arnold Schwarzenegger and that Tohu Harris is actually the Terminator. <laughs> um, yeah, so RTS in the centres is a big one. Like, Nickel Klockstad obviously had a great season last year. I don't think he's going to... I don't think he's going to go backwards in his form. The thing is, RTS is so good at fullback. It's almost, like, so hard for me to say that he shouldn't be there. I think this year will be a bit of a back on your feet year, ease back into the game. Obviously, a similar as Union and Liga, they're world apart in how they're played. Yeah, he's been on. He's been out for what four years now. Twenty nineteen, he left. Wow, that's gone quick. I think the centers. I think we'll see glimpses of it. I think the fact that Webster's instilled the confidence in. Shans will do him the world of good. I don't think he deserves to be dropped. I think he was one of their best last year. No, Webster knows what he's doing there. The fact they can get to a mountain of work as well never seems to get tired. Yep. Um, Metcalf come back off an injury. I dare say they'll start with Tamari Martin just to get Metcalf some yeah. minutes under his belt back in reserve grade. Uh, I agree. I also think Metcalf will take that jersey off him. I agree. I think Metcalf is an insane talent. He's off the mark. He's in Super quick. He's just such a dangerous ball runner. I think it complements SJ. Doesn't yeah. put as much pressure on SJ to um, do his running game. Yeah. The way he was able to dig into the line and get that space open for his outside backs. His combination with his back rollers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it will take... A, I mean, Metcalf will complement him perfectly. SJ's best thing about his uh, season last year, which... Surprised the hell out of me because I've never known him as a as a an elite kicker of the ball. But he controlled games with his kicking game, and fair play to him. He he knew he didn't have the 
speed or the agility he used to have, which you don't really need at halfback nowadays, and he settled into that game-controlling role. Um, will he be able to back it up the same this year? I don't know. I, st- I The Warriors, for me, are just a huge confidence team. They had a lot of confidence last year. Their fans were, on, were behind them. Like Jack said, they rode that. Uh, I don't know if they'll be able to continue it as, like... I just don't see them going further this year. No, I think I think this is a massive year for him. Obviously, you got Fenua Blake jumping ship to the Sharkies now, uh, 25, who is probably, outside of SJ, their best player. Yeah. So that'll be a massive loss. Whether or not he has his eyes fixed on next year, or this year, I mean, I dare say he will. I just, yeah, they're a massive confidence team. I think it'll take a while to transition RCS into the side and get him the adequate touches he deserves. Because if you chuck him in the centers, he's got that Joey Manu level of, of skill who demands the ball, deserves the ball. Whether or not he can get all, all that at the start of the year, I think they'll have to toy around with it. I think Capewell coming in from the Broncos, real good experience player. He's huge for them. Knows how to win a comp. Knows how to make those big games or win those big games. Yep. Um, yeah, he's he's a huge uh, culture player for them. Um, Dylan Walker, he, he continues to be the best 14 in the comp. He, he is, and he was absolutely amazing for them last year. I, honestly, I considered him as a bloody, almost a shoe-in for the Blues team, almost, as a 14. Yeah, the way he can get on the front foot, he's so quick. All he needs is a couple of quick play the balls, and he's right there running, rolling down the field. That's he, what they're best at, Warriors, hitting their, getting on their front foot. They've got those big, big outside backs, helping get out of trouble. Yeah. SJ's kicking game, obviously, was second to none last year, and then they just had that intensity about them. Just the wheel to overpower their other team. Yeah. You look at their squad, it's friggin' it's great. I mean their bench, they've got Dylan Walker, Bunty Afoa, Joseph Unger, and Nia Cora. Like that's that's a crazy bench. I was looking for a way to start Nia Cora. I'm real big on him. Yeah. I think his intensity is second to none. The way he hits those lines. I just Ford was just so good last year. I think Nia Cora is Ability to play multiple positions is the reason why he doesn't, he won't be starting. Yeah. Which is, it's not a knock on him, it's just how it is. Ford's a good 80 minute edge roll, back roll, who hit his, hit his lines and get it through his work. I honestly, I don't know if it's the last couple of years or if it's always been like this, but I've noticed the last couple of years especially, there's no difference between bench positions and starting positions to me with forwards, especially. Especially someone like Nia Corey, who can play front row, back row, chuck him in the centres. He can plug in a hole. Yeah. It's handy to have someone like that coming off the bench fresh instead of having a fatigued back row slide into the centres. That screams mismatch. Oh, 100%. They're, I mean, like I said, they're equally as valuable. I mean, we'll get to them later, but some teams, like... The forwards coming off the bench are arguably better than the forwards that are starting, which is like, which just shows that it, it like bench spots do not matter. You are that equally as good as the starting lineup. Uh, 
Jackson Ford, great season last year. I know you spoke about him a little bit before, but I I mean, he absolutely killed it for about three quarters of the season. The last quarter of the season, first grade started to get to him, in and out, like every week in, week out, getting there. Um, that's always going to happen when you're when you're, it's your first year, full year starting. Um, the difference between playing a full season of Reggie's and a full season of first grade, that speed difference gets to a lot of players. Oh, yeah. I think he's better for it. I think he'll come back this year. He knows what it takes to play first grade. He knows what to do. I think he'll manage it better. I think Webster will manage it better. I'm expecting him to get continue to improve. Yeah, same. Uh, obviously, again, Wade Egan, great season last year. Will he be able to capitalise on his year? A couple of head knocks throughout the year, which concerns me. Yeah. He has a habit of being too tough for his own good. Good trade to have, but yeah, concussion problems a bit last year. Hopefully they can manage that one. I'd hate to see him miss extended periods of time because of it. He's such a valuable player to him. Yeah. Um... Anything else with the Warriors, mate? Um... For me, it's if they can continue the momentum of last year, if they can integrate RTS properly and effectively, yeah. the sky's the limit. Teams are going to narrow in on SJ a bit more now, put a bit more pressure on him. Can yeah. other players stand up? Can Chance make that next step? Can Metcalf or Tamare take a bit more pressure off him? Because I think teams are going to be gunning for him. Yeah, I think he's going to get a lot of attention in defence. Try and fatigue tire him out. He's obviously had issues with injuries. Touch wood that that doesn't happen again. I think they'll fall back to earth a bit. So do I. I I, I tell you what, I am excited to see their backline. RTS going to be inside Zelezniak. I hope so. That is going to be <laughs> insane. Zelezniak with the hair that don't quit. Uh. I do think the he's got fact the... that he could jump over Andre the Giant and score in the corner <laughs> without touching anything. Yeah, he can do that. And would you say he's got the best hair in the in the comp? He'd be up there. Who else has? Really... I really like Skinhead Gutho. I think it just Skinhead Gutho skinhead is Gutho. elite. Skinhead Gutho is an alter ego that I can get around. But <laughs> nah, his hair is pretty beautiful. I do. I am a big fan of Tino's hair. Oh, t- I mean, don't get me started on Tino. I think if Tino's got the curler out, used the Miso's curler and just played a bit, I think they could take some very nice photos together. Wow, that would be amazing. That would be a that would be a shout. That's something we got to try and get him to do. Um, yeah, Warriors. Obviously, we've got him in t- uh, finishing ninth, uh, just outside the eight. Obviously, they can push the eight. We just think that they, like as Jack said, will fall back to earth. Uh, I think that's all we've got on the Warriors. Um, the next team we have is the great Newcastle Knights. Uh, obviously, an amazing season last year. Uh, Don't want to say one-man show, because obviously this is a team sport. They do not but go on I a 10-game like winning streak without They go Caleb from Ponga. finals to early Bali trip if Ponga doesn't play the way Ponga played. I think the way Ponga played is the way Ponga will play for the foreseeable future now. I think it's a testament to the man, considering I watched him versus Para at the start of the year. And I want to put it in as nice a way as possible, but Mitch Moses made Ponga his bitch in the front line. <laughs> yeah. And I think Ponga missed more tackles than he's made. He made that night. Well, what did he... Yeah, I'm pretty sure he... 
he made like two and missed like. I want to say it was like an eight to eleven ratio. Yeah, I I was gonna say seven, but I think it was more than that. Um, yeah. While you look that up, I'll go through the team. Obviously, the great Kalen Ponga at fullback on the wings. We've got Greg Marju and Tuala, which obviously is because Dong Young has gone to the Roosters, who I'm not happy about. Um, rich get richer. Yep. The centers. Dan Gagai and Brabham Best. Oh, I'd wonder if Brabham Best comes back with another bloody... He might come with a neck tat this season, mate. I think he might just go off third leg and get that saved <laughs> up as well. Uh, Tyson Gamble and Jacko Hastings in the halves. Obviously, Gamble. We'll talk about him and Cogger's situation later. Um, Jacob Saifidi and Daniel Saifidi in the front row. Phoenix Crossland starting at hooker. I feel like he earned that spot last year. Uh, Frizzell and Dylan Lucas in the back row. Uh, Adam Elliott at lock. The bench, we've got Braley, Kai Pierce, Paul, Leo Thompson, and Croker. First one I want to talk about, we'll leave Ponga for last because I want to. Um, yeah, well, there we go. 13 tackles made, 8 tackles missed. Well, I'm su- I actually didn't think he made that many of that game. Yeah, well, obviously last year they threw him in the front line. He's got the ball playing skills to be a 5'8", but he's not a 5'8". I heard he wanted the 5'8 spot until he obviously didn't because he realised that that's not it. When I saw him in the in the number six, I hated it. I did not think he should have been I there. really liked the idea of it because I had a very high rating of Lockie Miller. I thought yeah. he was absolutely killing it. It's a shame. It would have been nice if it worked. What a whirlwind of a season for that bloke. Yeah. Bought from the Sharks for a starting fullback spot. Now doesn't even make the Knights. <laughs> it's a shame. I love Lockie Miller. I think he's such a talent. Such tenacity. Yeah. Obviously, we might as well get Ponger out of the way. Okay, we'll get Ponger out of the way first. He is one of my favourite players to watch. The timeline of like Kaylin Ponger's season last year blows my mind. Well, Went what was it? Round... 5-8 to knocked out to America to fullback to Dallium. Uh, I think you forgot between uh, oh, fullback uh, potential retirement. retirement. Yeah. The fact that he was at the point where he was almost forced into retirement, he actually didn't know if he was going to be able to keep playing. He gets back into the team, gets back at fullback. They go on a 10-game win streak. And he plays some of the best footy you can possibly see. It's, it's that bloke. I don't know if he has a sports psychologist or whatever they're called, but his mentality is insane. How he can put footy like that together after probably the hardest time in his life so far. That I haven't seen a stretch of games like that since 2009 when Jared Hayne was on top of the world. Yeah. That it's... The way he can just control a game no matter where he is. It looks like he had spiders on him. No one wanted to touch him. No one could touch him. No. He had the ball on the string. He had the other team in a trance. You see him sweeping on that left-hand side, and it was almost 100% they were going to score. Teams looked at him in awe. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what... But they shot up and jammed. Dom Young was scoring. Marju was scoring. They held off. He was going to step the whole team three times, pirouette and score <laughs> under the post. Yep. Um, one thing I am excited about this year is obviously a lot of people spoke about he put muscle on for being in the front line last year. 
he still had that muscle. I mean, he got a little bit slimmer at the end of last year. This year, he's going to be back at fullback weight, and I reckon he's. I reckon. I just reckon he's going to build on his form. He wants to push for an Origin spot. What a battle we'll, that'll be, Walsh versus Ponga. Obviously, we'll have a lot of Origin talk later on in the year. I don't. I think it would be silly to move Walsh, but we'll cr- we'll if we that. start we'll that, now, that this podcast will never yeah. end. Um, yeah, Ponga, I think he's just going to keep getting better. He's only, what, 25 or something? And he, he he has finally... He's the captain of the team. He's he's taken that team, put it on his back, and I think he's thriving with that now. Um, who we got next? Maju and... Well, Tuala... While Dom Young is not there anymore. You also have Jenkins coming over from yeah. Warriors. You have I, Price coming back over from Super League. That's who I wanted to talk about. He looks friggin' awesome. I really like Will Price, and I reckon he's going to push for a starting spot. Where do you put him? On the wing? Well, where else You're not going to put him... Yeah, you can't put him... Where else can you put him? That's crazy. What, what position did he play in Super League? He played a bit of fullback, played a bit of five eight, yeah, jumped in the centres a bit. He's a he's a backline player. He is a weapon from one what I've six seen. seven. It's... Imagine, imagine. Where, where do you where do you put him? You're not going to drop Marge. I'm not going to drop Gagai. I'm not going to drop Best. It has to be in Tuala's spot. Unless you want to chuck Gagai on the wing, but I, I nah, Gagai's too good of a centre. I think. The only place I can see him if he comes to and kills it is chucking him in that six spot That's, with Hastings. I was just about to say that because... But I will say their English backline players tend to struggle with the pace of NRL. Yeah. we got your Sam Tompkins. He always struggled to kind of fit back into NRL. Yeah. He's so young, but he's only 21, 22 this year. It'll be so interesting to see because Gam- that's Gamble's jersey right now. Actually, we'll talk about him now. Obviously, Jack Cogger's come over from Penrith and people saying that after Jack Cogger's grand final performance, he he did, he should be a shoe-in for that number six jersey. What I've heard a lot of people talk about and I completely agree with, Jack Cogger did not play a 5-8 in that grand final. He played a half-back role so that Cleary could... Op- like It I opened it up to Cleary. the stretch of rugby league that I have ever seen with my own two eyes in the 24 and a half years that I've been on this planet. Yes, it was... Abs- it was... Let's put it this way. I can appreciate that, like, even if it was my team playing, but I would have been so depressed watching that I couldn't happen. accept it. <laughs> I've taught myself to accept greatness when I see it, but if that was the Titans, mate, I would have actually been in tears watching that man tear him to shreds. Anyway, we'll get to that one when we get to Penrith. Um, yeah, I just, like, Hastings and bloody Cogger are pretty much the same player. I think Hastings and Gamble together is a good yeah. balance. Um, Gamble had a great season last year, but, you know, like... As I, as I said, that'll be really interesting. If Will Price hits his straps, him at number six is exciting. That adds a whole level of attacking prowess to that front line. The only thing that you'll need to watch is Gamble is actually a quite a good... He, I think he's a pretty good defender. Yeah. 
Will Price, not sure what he's like in the defensive line, in the front line anyway. Um, I mean, the backs, what I want to talk about, Phoenix Crossland. Do you want to go through the rest of the team before we jump into that one, Caleb? I've gone through them all. Have you gone through everyone? Yeah. I think you stopped at Tawala. No, 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 I've gone through, oh, I mean, well, who else do you want to talk about? I've got, we went to Gamble, I've listed the whole team. You listed the whole team? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, mate. Um, Alright, I believe you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so where I was up to? Crossland. Um, I, obviously, uh, Jaden Braley, I mean, yeah, obviously Braley was, which should be starting there, if you, it, like, he just was injured, he did it, was it his ACL last year? ACL or Achilles, he's done Something, he's done it, he's done it, he's done it yeah, um... And Crossland came in. He was the patch-up guy for the season. And, my God, what a freaking shining light for the Knights he was. I think he should actually get the nine jersey. I think... Look, Braley's the club captain. I think he'll either start on the bench or he'll start in reserve grade. Yeah. I think once he's fully healthy, I think that nine jersey is his. I think Crossland's going to make it very difficult for Braley. Yeah. But I dare say that Brayley will jump back into a starting spot. It's I think the minutes distribution should be almost split. even. Yeah. 40 Yeah. What? Who would you have starting? Full, both full, fully healthy. Both like fully healthy, playing the best that they possibly can. Yeah. Brayley. You would have Brayley. I think Brayley's a better. Brayley is. A great I player. think Brayley was pushing for Origin a few years back. That's the thing; it's so easy to forget. He's just had such a bad run with injuries, like and like he ha- doesn't have small injuries. When he gets hurt, he goes hard. Yeah, for the whole season. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he doesn't do anything in small bits. No, which is like a testament to the type of player he is. Really, it's funny. Have you got two Brayley brothers? One never gets hurt. <laughs> yeah. One can't get past the injury bug. It's so crazy. I think if Blake was a good brother, he'd take someone for Jaden, but... <laughs> I mean, you could say the same about Tommy Turbo and Jake Turbo, mate. I mean, that. Jake Turbo doesn't get injured. Both the other Turbos... What they're going to do is listen to myself and my brother. <laughs> we share injuries so nicely. <laughs> we always take turns. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so... The hooker situation, Braley at full strength, fully healthy, playing the best footy, he should get the nine spot back. But like as Jack said before, I think their minutes should be split. They're both they're both like I think it would work perfectly actually if they like played forty minutes each or something. One position I am super excited to see the battle for is the back row between Lucas and Kai Pierce Kai Pierce Paul. Yep. Uh, Lucas really, really killed at the end of last year. Big raps on Piers Paul coming over from England. Have you seen much of him play? Big, lanky lad. Good. Yeah. He's, he's a talent. He, he's a, uh, he's one of the more, like, hole-running damaging players. Like, I, w- I won't say one-dimensional. I just think Dylan Lucas has a different set of skills. And the combination he picked up with Hastings at the end of the year. Yeah. I think that's only gonna get better. I dare say it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if O'Brien gave Pierce Paul half a season in Reggie's to get his feet under. Learn the pace of Australian footy. Obviously Super League we know it's a lot slower of a game. Yeah. 
Whereas NRL is balls to the wall from start to the finish. Yep. It's going to take a little bit for him to get his... Get accustomed to it. I think a bit of time in Reggie's just to head around the speed of it will do a world of good. Um, and then easily give him half hour a game in first grade. Help him get accustomed to the speed. How it's played differently. Well, it's always a work in progress. You know, you got You can't just... I wouldn't be surprised if they go 50-50 by the end of the year. I, I think that would be perfect for them, really. I mean... Do you reckon they're buddied up together in preseason to see who falls first? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Adam Elliott, hopefully he can stay healthy. He's he's going to be a great, uh, great there at lock for them, if you ask me. He he's just a workhorse, isn't he? Oh, he if he can stay healthy, he's one of the better locks in our comp. He's now a. I could be wrong, but I think he's now a married man. Put something to work for. He's got family, mate. He's got to prove that he's better than his wife. And yeah, the footy, that's going to be... I think I'd pick Millie Boyle. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, one person I really want to talk about, who I think was so underrated last year, Leo Thompson. He is... <laughs> <laughs> Jack just uh, searched Leo Thompson up on Wikipedia while I said that. We're, we're, in, we're in sync right now. Um, Leo Thompson is a fucking gun. He is so good. He was... Was he starting for New Zealand? No, obviously he wasn't starting for New Zealand last year, but he was one of their best players in that Pacific Championship, I thought. And well, great season for the night. He started playing footy in 2020. Because he was well, playing Union before. Yeah, so he's come back from Union. He's twin yeah, brother... He's, Tyrone plays for the Chiefs. He's also in talks with the Knights. I, I have heard that. Leo Thompson's just... The only word I can use is he is a dog. He's a dog. And I him swat, like moving from the back row to the front row just paid mm. dividends for them. He is he had a great season last year. I'm not against him starting no. and having... Jacob off come off the bench. I agree. That's what I was gonna say. I like him starting is just next level. I honestly, the way that he looked in New Zealand last, like for New Zealand and the Knights last year, he was giving me real Fisher Harris vibes. He's an angry dude when he's oh, playing. He's terrifying. <laughs> if he was running at me, I would bring out the signature galoogly googly sidestep and let him straight <laughs> through. But if you didn't do your knee first. Oh yeah, the knees are the knees are our player. Yeah. Um, I'd step, you'd hear the crack, and then I'd just pretend to be hurt and get carried off. <laughs> yep. So Leo Thompson, obviously, just he could be. He's. I I would start him. Oh, probably. I I think I would start him. But I as think... I said before, it doesn't really change much because he could just come on early and play the rest of the he game. He could play that when you impact yeah. player off the bench. Exactly. I think the Knights and the Warriors are in a very, very similar situation. Yeah. Obviously, we've seen what happens with Ponga. He's had a history of head knocks and niggling injuries. Touch wood. He can stay healthy for the year. Because when he's on, he's one of the more exciting players. Not more, he's probably the most exciting player to watch in the comp. But can everyone else keep up with him? Yeah, that's the question. I think Dom Young is a massive loss. He is. It's like, it's, it's something you got to talk about. I mean, the Knights' left-hand attack was the most, probably the most dangerous, and their right wing scored the most tries in the comp. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, how does that work? It's what happens when you're a seven foot athletic freak. You can score from 20 meters out. You see those dreadlocks just like friggin' bouncing out like there's no tomorrow while that's he's spreading That's up also the field. a beautiful hairstyle. Oh, it is. The blonde tips on the end on oh. some of them. Oh, I like it. I like it. I like Daddy it a lot. Dom. Um, can best take the next step? I think he can, and I'm pretty sure he proved that in Game 3 Origin last year. It's easy to take that next step when the adrenaline's running so high. I guess so. Nothing, taking nothing away, he yeah. absolutely killed it. But I'm not going to take one game into account. No. He's been a bit inconsistent. He's getting better with his consistency. Yeah. When he's on, he's one of the better ball-playing uh, ball centres. He's just... Just re-signed, so he's on a bigger wicket now. Bigger wicket. Um, he's another one of those players that you just kind of look at as one that coasts. I'm just, I'm been, I'm just waiting for him to just explode. The thing is, when he explodes, he's probably going to be the best center in the comp, and that's hard to say because there are so many. The way he runs the ball, he's got that nuggety build. Yeah, it's just so hard you can't to tackle. tackle him. It's like he's Latrellis. also an angry looking dude. Hey. Mate, I wouldn't want to tackle him just just at sheer sight of his shin tats. Yeah, I wouldn't want to rub, rub my sweat on his tats. I feel like he'd get upset at me. Yeah, he looks like he wears uh, Nike bum bags or something. Um, I'm just yeah, him and Marjorie together last year, two of the hardest, biggest running yep. backs in the comp. Also, I, I reckon Bradman Best probably like has a house in Bali for his tattoos. Like he probably actually owns a tattoo parlor in Bali. He, he goes is the over tattoo there. parlor. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon that's the guy. Like the knights go over to Bali, but they just stay in Brabham Bess's tattoo parlor. I do really like his tattoos, <laughs> and I really like Best. I think he has yeah. a starting center for Australia potential. He does. I mean, there's a reason he, he came into the league so early. Yeah, yeah, there is. Um, I'm hoping. And not, don't want to say I'm expecting, but I'm looking forward to seeing him as a staple on that left-hand side yeah. for New South Wales. I, I mean, if I was you, I would be, I would expect, I would be expecting. But the question is, critter or best? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we won't go down that rabbit hole. I but can't that's answer that. The, right that's now. the question that <laughs> we'll be talking about. I thought I was going to have an easy answer to that, but I just didn't. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's pretty much the Knights. I think We'd... they're going to take another step back. I think other teams have a real point to prove. I still have them sneaking into the eight. I just think, like... But could you imagine week one, Suncorp, Ponga versus Walsh? That is going to be... Stags versus Best. That's actually what I was going to talk about. You said, as an Australian, a stalwart in the Australian side, right? Stags is, that, is in that spot. They're both very similar, and I think... Brabham Best is the better player. So, I could see him getting there. It's funny. They match up very well with a lot of teams. They've got big forwards. Frizzell, we haven't even spoken about. He's one of the best back rowers in the comp and has been for the better part of a decade now. And he's going to be on the left-hand, left-hand side. side. So, you go from Gamble to Ponga to Frizzell to Best to Marju. Mate, I'm running the other way if I see that I'm back coming up. Gamble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even matter. You just and gotta... I feel like Gamble's not an easy person to tackle. No, well, I mean, just if, your mouth's, if your mouth's near his arm, he might say you beat him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, big start for Gamble. 
I think Cogger's going to be at his heels. It's tough because Gamble had easily his best year in first grade last year. Yep. He took a step back with all the lippiness and just let his play do the talking and it really showed. He has quite a calm head on his shoulders, which surprised a lot of people. It surprised me until I heard him on a podcast. He seems like a really chill dude yeah. and he just gets lippy as fuck when he's playing. Rugby league is such an intense sport with a bunch of intense men. Yeah. It's alpha on alpha on alpha. Yeah, and when you're the little um, little scrawny little good dude, you gotta you got to let your your words do the talking and not your actions. But he let his actions do the talking. He was the energy guy for the Knights last year. Yeah. And it did the world of help for him. Oh, it did, 100%. He opened up Ponga's game. Like, there wasn't... Obviously, the, a lot of pressure's on Ponga because he is the marquee superstar. Yeah. But if you're going to have Gamble and Hastings doing their job again, which they will, then I... Who knows what they can do? Um, yeah, 100% agree. So we have them in the top eight. Obviously... Welcome to the top eight, guys. Yeah, this is, this is where we get into the nitty-gritty. Uh, the next team is very intriguing. Um, you read this out. All right. Sharkies. Got a massive shock soft spot for the Sharkies. Want to see them do well. It is a shame that they are deathly afraid of finals footy. <sighs> Well, oh, not finals footy, winning finals win, footy again. Uh, I'm going to even add another thing to that. They're definitely afraid of anyone that is in the top eight. That's not them. They are. The I think they would lose themselves if they were in the top eight. Yeah, I think if you duplicated them, it'd just be a draw. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah. Sharkies line up. Not many changes to their team in the last couple of years. You've got Kennedy at the back. Katoa, Molotalo, Stables in the wing. Ramium Talakai in the centres. Tricky Trindles jumped into the halves now that Moyes has gone to Super League with Nico. You got Rudolph Hamanueli in the front row with Blakey Braley at dummy half. Nakora Wilton back row now that Graham's retired. I yeah, say. He, yeah, he retired. Yeah. yeah. Fanukin at lock. Best looking bloke in the world, Cam McInnes. Oh, wow. With Roycey Hunt, Tommy Hazelton, and Kafusi. It's a strong team. Uh, Can Trindle take enough pressure off Nico? This halves pairing, like... I just don't know how to feel about it, honestly. I, I, I genuinely... Okay. The way I see it is... Trindle is going to be a lot more hands-on than Moylan. Which, I mean... Isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I, until I don't know if Hines will be able to get used to it, but I don't think it will happen straight away if he does. You look at like the Sharks' attack over the last two years. Nico has had the ball like twenty times in a six-play set. Um, yeah, the Sharks—they really run their block plays to a T. It yeah. helps when you have the best um whole running second row in the comp oh, well, in my opinion I mean we'll we'll talk about him in a second but yeah he's probably the, I think he's the best back row in the comp right now um I'm not sure, uh, I'm not sure if I'd go that far uh, I do think he's the best whole running back row he's definitely the best hole runner well who's better at hitting holes him or Olakawatu Nikara you reckon yeah yeah I, I honestly think he's I think he's the best hole running. I think he's the best hole runner in the comp. Like at the moment, like 
Him and Nico have such good chemistry right there on that side. Um, okay. I'm looking for a game breaker in their side. I, I the person I, who I think it can be is Ramian. He has so much potential. I feel like every year he. I won't. I mean, this sounds bad, but I feel like every year he lets me down because he's he just doesn't go to the level I expect him to. He struggles a bit with his consistency. Yeah. He'll go through a month's stage of being the best center in the country. Yeah. And then he'll kind of fall off again. Um, I think this is a massive year for the Sharkies. A lot of their boys are off contract in the next couple of years. Obviously, you got Fanua Blake coming next year. So, big year for those forwards. But, like, do you reckon, like, who are they? They're probably going to lose. Is Fanukin retiring, uh, off contract at the end of the year? He'll be off contract in the next couple Surely. of years. Surely. I think it's Braley, Hines... And Mulatalo are the three Sharks players that are... Well, I can't see any of them leaving. Unless they have a catastrophic year, but... I mean... Mulatalo looks like he's loving it down yeah, there. Yeah, so got Braley till 26. Fanua Blake, obviously, on that four-year deal. Cool. I like how my um, phone just lags on me. Anyway, so... Kennedy back at fullback. Yeah, Ramian, Rudolph, Talakai. Oh, okay. Nico. Rudolph's off contract, is he? Yeah. Right. Fanukin's off contract, 2025. Ueli's off contract. Wow. Okay. So. Rudolph is not off contract, I lied. Okay. Anyway, um, so we got Kennedy at fullback. He is. At best, you can say... I mean, I'm oh, sorry. At least you can say he's consistent. He, he does his he job. He does his job. He's just, he's just not a superstar fullback, which obviously not every team can have. I think... What I what I will say is... He is great in their attacking plays. Their, their block plays that they run mm. 20 metres out is... Up there with the best. It's so slick. Everyone's in their right spot. Yeah. I think their game breakers are their centers. We've seen what Talakai can do when Talakai is on. Yeah. He's the most damaging ball runner in the comp. We saw it a couple of years ago. Took a bit of a step back last year. He's still... He, well, I mean, see, he took a step back, but I think he was the... Leading try system. Yeah. For, yeah, for centers. Which is insane. Yeah. But obviously he has his defensive lapses. Yeah. He gets. He's just a bit slower. Their back five do have their defensive lapses. Their wingers jam in. Well, I, it's a huge year for the Sharkies defensively because poor old Matty Moylan took the entire raps for their bad defense last year, and I got to say I do not think it was all. I, he's a bad defender. Don't get me wrong. Matt Moylan is a bad defender. I don't think it was all him. No, he, they needed a scapegoat. Yeah. Poor Moyser. I really liked Moylan in this Sharks team last year. Yeah. I think he took a lot of weight off Nico's shoulders. Hopefully Trindle can. He's definitely got the talent too. Just whether he can put it together. I just think... I think the Sharkies are going to do what the Sharkies do and beat the teams that mm. they should beat. It's just whether they can take that next step against all these other big boy teams that are coming through. It's... It sounds know, bad, but I'm just... Fitzy doesn't like making changes. No, he won't. 
He won't make changes. Um, but there's not really many changes to make. No. Like. Well, like I've heard someone say, and and I agree with it. You look at this team and you think, where's the star? Where's the star power in the back line? Like especially, I mean, Nico's there. But also, you look at the team and you think, what would you change? Because it's probably the most well-rounded team, or one of them. They just don't have that. They don't. They just. They don't have a game breaker like you were gonna say. It, like Nico, I, I think of him as a game breaker, but he doesn't have another one around him. Nico's gonna do what Nico does. Yeah. He's been the most consistent, probably close to the most consistent half the last two years. Yeah. Brayley, he gets better every year. He's. Oh, I want to see him run more this year because he started to do it. He started to get more confident towards the end of last I year. I wouldn't mind using McInnes more as a backup nine to give Brayley a bit of rest because Brayley is an eighty-minute hooker. Yeah. McInnes obviously came through the ranks as a hooker with Dragons and the Bunnies. I mean, it goes back to that point where you say, like, I mean, like I said, I really like Brayley's running game last year. If he starts to implement that more. You don't want him playing 80 minutes? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Who knows? Sharkies, they could push for the top four spot. They could fall out of the eight. I don't think they'll fall out of the eight. I think they're too well-rounded to lose, to drop games that they shouldn't drop. Yeah. Yeah. That's another wait-and-see kind of team. It really is. There's, I just, there's not really much to talk about with the Sharks because their team is almost exactly the same. Their team hasn't changed in the last three years. No. And it's just, like you said, you, you, you have to see how they go. I mean... Kennedy could take another leap. If he does, that will, that will increase their chances of pushing in the top eight, maybe even a bit further. You've got, like, Kale Iroh in reserve. They're oh. pushing... I just I don't know where he fits. We've seen how Talakai goes as a bench forward. Yeah. He struggles a bit to yep. get himself into the game. And that combination he got with Mulatalo. Yeah. One of the best center wing combinations, attacking wise at least. It is. So see, the thing is that that Eero Eero has a, like crazy raps on him. Yeah. Just... And I've also seen him play, he is an absolute gun. But you can't see him putting pressure on anyone in that team. I think... Katoa? But He's yeah. the only person. Their wingers are such good finishers. Yeah, well, that's true. I think if anyone's going to drop out of the side, it would be Talakai. If and he has a bad start he, to the year. Yeah. But, but the thing is, would, I think if he drops, he... he like he, well, I think you just said that. He, you don't see him going to the bench, eh? I can't see him going to the bench with that bench that they've got. Let's say the Sharks get two months into the season and they're three and five. Changes need to be made. Yeah, but like... I just... It's hard to say. Because I, I, I feel like you need Talakai in your squad. They have such established NRL players. Yeah. They're not really a young team per se. No. Um... I do think their front rows will hopefully take another step this year. I really like Hamlin Ueli. I'm so a do big I. fan. Hazelson had a good end of the year. Yep. Big, big, big bopper. Yep. Teague oh, Wilton, big season for him. Big, he finished last He didn't finish last year. He got injured. Yep. And he also... Um, was He was on that bad defensive side. It was the left-hand side. Um, 
and he was I think he also is a quite a bad defender. So hopefully he's improved that because it will get exposed this year. And like Trindle, not a great defender either, from what I've seen. That side we well, one thing that is happening is they're losing Wade Graham and when he was in there last year their defence was shored up. And with Teague Wilton and Trindle new into the squad, I mean, not new, but that defence is going to get tested a lot by other teams because they know that it was such a weak side last year. Um, Look, they won't struggle to score points. No, never do. Never do. Like the Titans. We are... Uh, well, I mean, they're probably... They're obviously better defenders than the Titans are, but, you know, they... Their back line is just... Is too good to not score points. <laughs> They're such a strange team. Like you said, it's a see how we go. Really good NRL players. Like Rudolph, good NRL player. Yep. Hamlin Valley, he's good. They're all. They're all good. They're neat, good players who do their job properly. If I was to pick players that stood out, obviously Nico and Nicara. Ramian can. It's just whether he will. Yeah, consistency is key with these boys. I yep. think Fitzy's going to blow a bit of a rocket up them. Yeah. And, like, their reserve-grade sides are quite successful. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think they'll sneak into the eight still. They should. That It's just, I want to see him beat... I want to see him beat some top-grade teams. I don't want to see him coast, knowing that they have Noel Blake coming. No. No, neither do I. Because... As we, as you were looking at earlier, they have a lot of people off contract. They're not going to have the same team next year. It's not going to be able to afford everybody. No. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what we got. That's the Sharkies. all I really got the Sharkies. Slide into that bottom half of the top eight. The next team's a big one. Um, I'll read this team out. You can just go ham on it. Thanks, Matt. Really appreciate that one. <laughs> We've got the Para Eels coming in at sixth on our ladder. Uh Obviously, we've got Gutho at fullback, Sivo and Sean Russell on the wings, Penasini and Simonson on, in the centres, Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses in the halves, RCG and Paulo front row. Hooker is going to be either Lusick or Brendan Hands. Uh, Sean Lane and Cartwright in the back row, Hopgood at lock, Tal Lungi, Offan Gowie, Madison and Grieg on the bench. On paper, no injuries. Very, very strong team. Um, obviously, last year, laying out for half the year. Brown Hayes off-field issues. RCG was suspended for a good chunk. We had a lot of dysfunction. Obviously, signing Hudson to replace Mai and Hudson medically retiring halfway through the year. Not ideal, having to throw hands in there to be the full-time hooker from the get-go. This team should be playing finals footy. Obviously, going from grand final to 10th wasn't an ideal thing. We have... Our issue is retention. Obviously, they lost Pops, Niacore, Marnie. I'm sure I'm missing someone else. Well, I, I like after that grand final year, you's, you's almost, you've lost like a lot of your forward pack. Like... Yeah. Like... Um, backup forward as well. Yeah, Pups was the best back rower in the comp. Yeah. We lost Nia Kore, who was such an integral part of our system. What I want to see, Sivo, I need Sivo to remember that he's a 
monster Fijian winger who could <laughs> run over a semi-trailer. He needs Semirad Raja's spirit inside of him. He just needs to know that he can run over everybody. <laughs> I watched him knock out James Tedesco <laughs> running over him. Yeah, haven't seen... I watched seen... Blake Aitford try and tackle him and just bounce off him. He's just... He, he's such he, a big person. As you said, he, he needs to realise... I feel like he he's, has forgotten that. He doesn't... Like, he needs to run like Juzzy Olam. Yeah, it just needs to don't stop. No, and it's hard to it's hard to tackle him. It, I feel like it'd be very difficult to tackle him. <laughs> and yeah, that's he he he. It's a big season ahead for him. I think this year is make or break for Brown. This is his fourth year in the NRL now. Obviously, last year a lot of off field issues needs to not only make it up to the boys, make it up to. The fans, we know how good he is. He's the best defensive half in the comp. I will not take any other people. I think he's number one. No, he is number one. He's one of the strongest halves. That combination that he had with Lane a couple of years ago was probably close to the best half back row combination. I think having Lane there will help. Lane is also nine foot tall and can offload <laughs> like no one else. And looks like Melman off Madagascar. That's a good thing. I like Melman and I like the Lane train. <laughs> Obviously, you've got to see if Cardi can... Keep up with what he did last year. Last year was his best year in first grade. Obviously, Brad Arthur's instilled a lot of confidence in him. I think Tolungi from Manly, I have real high raps on him. I think he's a very good player. I think him and Cardi will be battling all year. Obviously, you know we had with Paulo and RCG. Paulo had a bit of a down year last year, I was going to say. Just needs to pick that up intensity up again. Do you think he was just... Do you think he was just playing too much? Yeah, I think... And that's hard to say. He's a professional football player, but... I think Arthur's got to work on his rotations a bit. Like, yeah. we've got Offa Hengawi. He's been an origin forward. He was just injured last year, so yeah, like, that made I, it tough. He was a starting lock for Tigers. Played for... Yeah. He's just he's good enough to play in the starting lineup for yeah. a few teams. So, and Greg took a big step this last year. Massive body again. Just give the boys a bit of a rest. You've got, I mean, you're, you've got such a great team. You've got Madison playing on the bench, which and I think that's his best. I honestly think him coming on as an impact player is the best thing for him to do. I think Hopgood is an 80-minute player. I think he can be an 80-minute player. Oh, 100%. 100%. You give RCG Paula that rest. Get, even if you gave them the first 20, yeah. gave them a bit of time off, gave Hopgood 20 off, just get those rotations right between those three. And you've got Maddo, Offa, you've got Greg, you've got Torlangi. You've got the people who can replace them. Obviously, Moses is going to do what Moses is. He's got one of the best kicking games in the comp. His running game is excelling. Really want to see if Penasini can take another step up. He's built like a nugget. <laughs> He's just such a damaging ball runner. I think he has all the talent in the world. He's still only 21, 22. He's, I think his... his opportunities have been limited last year. It's tough when when Parramatta have such a dominant left side. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's almost the Newcastle problem. It is. And when you're the... When you're not a uh, seven-foot extremely fast winger on the opposite side of the strong attacking side, it's hard to make a big impact. I don't know, like, would you... Would you let him float? Or... 
He's got the talent to. He does. I don't know. You could always... There's always the choice of swapping, putting Simo on the wing. You've got Morgan Harper coming from Manly, who can definitely do a job. He's, I know he's remembered for that one Talakai game. But outside of that, he's been a solid first grader. Yeah. Everyone remembers the one bad half of footy he played. I can't believe that he got so much stick. I mean, you should never get ruined by that in that badly but as a professional fairness, sports player. Who was stopping Talakai? No at one that was time. stopping Talakai. There's no way. He played the greatest half of footy. It was the most dominant footy I've ever seen someone play. I'll never forget, I checked my fantasy when I was versing your dad and uh, he had 108 in one half. <laughs> <laughs> and I just uh, said goodbye to my finals chances. Um, um, Russell's put on some size in the off-season. He's stocked up a bit. He looks big. He does look big, which is good because he's a... He's a good... solid a roll first round. Well, we haven't really seen much of him. Was it's, it Was it last year that he got injured in the first round? It was. Yeah. Against the Titans. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, year before. Was that the year before? Year before. Well, we like still we haven't seen much of him really. If he can bulk up a bit, he just gets a bit ragdolled sometimes. I just don't know with these boys. We've seen what they can do. But it's, watching them lose to our bottom four team and then next week go out and beat Penrith. It's it's getting a bit old for for para fans like yourself. Considering that Parramatta's without tooting their horn. Has been the only team to consistently beat Penrith in the regular season for the past three years. You, you haven't lost to them in two years. Oh, we beat them both times. Oh, last except year. for the grand final. Yeah. What grand final? <laughs> <laughs> I, we match up so well. When our offloads are flying, we our second phase play is second to none. We broke a record of most offloads in a game against the Cowboys last year. Like, yeah. Maddo can offload. Hopkirk can offload. The big boys can offload. Lane's probably the best offloading back rower in the comp. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the number nine. Yeah. Who would you have? Lussick. You would? Lussick started hooking for St. Helens for a number of years. Knows how to play 80. Yeah. I really, really, really like hands. Yeah. But I don't know if he's 80 minute ready yet. If it was up to me... I'd have both of them playing. Yeah, what is the go with that? I just don't see the point in playing a hooker for 80 minutes. And also, on your bench, you're not going to have anyone that can cover him. The I mean, only person Hopgood that can play nine. But yeah, he's the only person that can cover him. But what? Like, that just makes him play 80 minutes, really. Yeah. <sighs> Unless he goes... I can see a way where... Unless... A month of footy goes by and Arthur goes... Yeah, this isn't working. This isn't working. We yeah. obviously always have Matt Arthur coming in. Yeah. Super high raps on him. He's in the squad now too. Yeah, he debuted in Reggie's last year, at the end of yeah. the year, around 25. Hopefully he has a good start of the year in Reggie's. He could always push up. Don't want to hear any nepotism talks. He's in no. the top 30 because he's good enough to be in the top 30. Just because, just because someone has the same last name and relative to their coach doesn't mean they're going to get extra opportunities. That's like saying that the only reason Nathan Cleary got a crack was because his dad's the coach. And, and now, nobody says that. No, exactly. Exactly. If anyone you, says that, they you are... You bashed silly. Jake Arthur for it and made him switch clubs because of all the hate he was getting. And now he's playing some good footy with Manly. <sighs> Rip into the para fans, mate. <sighs> um, yeah, I... Does Hopgood play Origin this year? He, he definitely can. 
I don't honestly know who he gets in for, but he was he's, 18th man for Game 3 last year. He's just... His work ethic is second to he, none. He is a Queensland player. He gives and me... I hate saying that. He has that Ruben Cotter motor. He does. He does. And... And I think he potentially has more attacking upside than Ruben Cotter. He, I, th- I think he does. He definitely, his offloads are so dangerous. I think he was adjusting to playing full time first round last year as well. Yeah, and still, I reckon he killed it. Yeah, like, he all was year. Probably our most consistent player all year. Yeah, breakout season for him was his first chance at playing consistent first grade footy, and he killed it. I think he thrived off Brad Arthur giving him that shot. I'm going to say it now. This is going to sound incredibly biased, <laughs> but I would put all my eggs in the Dylan Brown 5A of the year basket. I, I agree with you. I, I actually haven't even spoken. I think he's in... You said it's a it's a do-or-die year for him. I, I honestly think he's going to brain it this year. How many t- people do we talk about having a make-or-break year when they're not even 24 yet? Yeah, exactly. He... Like, as you were saying before, he is a specimen. Like, he is the perfect build and the m- most dangerous build for a 5 eighth. I've never seen someone with that attacking ability that also makes as many try saving tackles as he does. He's just... He's also so quick. I love seeing him on the breakaway. On he's the... also so good looking. <laughs> I think he is top two best looking blokes in the NRL. That's a big call. Outside of him and Reese, who else is there? I do love I do love my Paddy Carrigan. Yeah, but Brown's just got that pretty boy yeah, Kiwi Bra- vibe. I love Paddy Carrigan because he's a man's man. He's anyway. a man's man. <laughs> who doesn't love some deal bags? No but he did just get beat up by a sh- tiny Adam Reynolds. So. He did, but that's a story for me. <laughs> um... Look, if we can stay healthy, if you can have everyone playing to their ability, Brad Arthur, f- please get your rotations in order. We have 17 players for a reason. There's no need to only play 16 of them. People get tired. We, they get tired. They make mistakes. I can see us pushing for a top four spot this year. I could also see us finishing 10th. It's... I know it's you can say that because you've been burnt by them, like last year. Last, I I can't see that team not making it in the eight. Last year we lost so many games we should have won. Yeah, we lost extra time to Melbourne. We lost the Sharkies by four. We lost to Manly by four. All games you were leading at half time. I think we win one more game. We're in the finals. And Our, I actually think. I mean, you could see it as a positive that you didn't make the finals because do you think you would have gone far into it with how you were playing? Well, well yeah, you did bring got, another. You bring Gutho another. got hurt at the end of the year. Yeah, but it might be, it might have kind of like shot a rocket up BA's ass. Well, I heard Moses talking. They yeah. I he th- he said that we are in good the premiership business to win the call. And you watched just a couple of years ago, we, against all odds, almost. Yep. We're probably the only, we're probably the team that matches up to Penrith the best, stylistically. Obviously, there's not, I'm not saying that we're the second best team in the comp. You just have, you just know how to give it to Penrith. And Penrith, for lack of a better way of saying it, they don't know how to break use. 
I don't Obviously, think... in the finals, that was a different story. I think we got a bit gun shy. Yeah. But I've never seen. I, I I I say this all the time. I have never seen a team just go into like straight, like turn into straight dogs when they verse one team. They don't do it against any other team except Penrith. Like we won our first game last year against Penrith, and it was a fucking grind. Who, who goes to Penrith? Who versus Penrith after being zero and four and goes fuck it? Let's just win a game. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, was one of the best games I've ever seen live. Was that the one where Nathan Cleary got that forty two? That was yeah. so hectic. I was very upset. We're at Oztag watching that. It's all good, my boy, Daddy Moses. Yep. Mr. Um, I refuse to change nappies because I'm a man. <laughs> Look, Moses should be playing Origin. I'm going to say it. I'd put him in at that six. Yeah. I think that's where I, I want to see him playing Origin. I want to see RCG and Paulo playing Origin. I want to see Hopgood playing Origin. But I also want to see none of them play Origin and stay with Paramount <laughs> all year. Um, yeah, look. I, just, I don't like our outside back depth. The the outside backs is your biggest issue. You look at your bench, it's insane. Like, I reckon every single one of those players is going to make a huge impact coming onto the field. Well, two of them are Origin players, and the other two can play for New Zealand. And, I mean, you look at um, oh, Tua Lungi. Tua Lungi might be Samoa or Tonga. Yeah, but Tua Lungi... I mean, Brad Arthur has a tendency to bring back rows into his team and turn them into... Stop world-class players. Look what he's done to Lane, Cartwright, Papali'i, Maddo to an extent. Bryce Cartwright was... Not wanted by any NRL teams. And he got given a shot, and he was one of the best back rows in the comp last year. He got rid of all these silly mistakes. He was offloading what necessary, not for the sake of it. And he learnt how to tackle last year. Yeah, That's like, what his biggest thing. He was at the Titans and he may have been the worst defender I've ever seen aside from Ash Taylor. If we can get rid of our lapses during the game... Yep. I... You have a great season. I like, don't see many teams beating us. No. You have such a good squad. Obviously, the only unknown really is Lussick and Hands. As you said, Lussick more... Seasoned, I'd say. Seasoned for an 80-minute nine roll. I'm going to say that after six weeks, we see both of them in the squad. Yep. Who drops out? Offengawi? Offengawi? <sighs> Probably, I would say, either Torlangi or Greg. You reckon? Offengawi is actually such an asset to have in your, in your, on your bench too. Yeah, he's always done a job. He's never really... You'd have to think it's Greg. Oh, we'll see how the first month plays out. Yeah. We don't have the hardest draw in the world. No. And I think we could really do with a hot start. I think I think if you get off to a hot start, your year keeps getting keeps on the up, I think. User I think a, we'll be in the market for an outside back throughout the year. Obviously you see all the people jumping out. Just going to chuck it out there for the Rugby League board just to ponder on in their next meeting. I was waiting for this. If the Roosters kind of struggle and Suwali's not really fitting into their squad, he's out at the end of the year anyway. He was childhood best friends with Mr. Penasini. Why wouldn't you take six months of Suwali and chuck him on the wing? Like, what hurt would that do? That would be insane. Obviously, realistic Jack says that's probably not going to happen, but crazier things have happened. 
Yeah, the only thing that I think stops that from happening is Suwali'i seems like such a... Uh, how do you put it? He is a very down-to-earth and non... like He's just not that type of player to like change, change play in two different teams in one year. Yeah, but there's a world where he struggles and he gets dropped to reserve grade for I guess, Billy Smith to slide in. I guess, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know... Uh, hopefully that happens for you, Matt. I'd actually would love to see that. Oh, just... The Roosters... Moses jump, little crossfield kick in the grand final. <laughs> Saw in one hand, flick it to Penasini, he scores. <laughs> and then we lose by 30. Yeah. Instead of 36. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, that's... That wraps up our 11-6. to 6. We'll be back... For the top five. Top five.